In this bonus episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about self-defense helicopter murder, Chekhov's chandelier, no sweat in this ball sack, librarian murder. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't say, hang on, it's coming. Hang on, it's coming. Hang on, it's coming. And a very important question. What color will the next book be? Blue, lime green, or orange? In our discussion of A Shitload of Crazy Powers with Jackson Ford. everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. And today we're going to discuss Shitload of Crazy Powers with Jackson Ford! We love him so much. We're so lucky that he always comes back. No one wants to be here. No one yeah. wants to be inside my head. It's a dark and scary place full of teeth. I don't even want to be here. I'm leaving. No, no. you can't leave. <laughs> Can't wait. If you leave, can you just put Tundra in your place and we'll just talk to Tundra? Cool. He has a, he has a lot to say, mostly about how, my, how I'm a dick for not giving him snackies. What's wrong with you? I know, I'm a, hor- I'm a horrible snackies. person. You are. Snackies are important. Super important. You should have access to them 24-7. You should. You should. Always snacks and always scritches. Always. Snacks and scritches. That sounds like it would be a really good dog rap song. Snacks and scritches, bitches. Yes, that is where my head went. Yes. <laughs> Fuck, I've missed you guys. Thank you for having me on again. Really Thanks do appreciate it. back. <laughs> yes. Fuck thanks, yeah. Thanks for always agreeing to come back. Good lord. When yeah, are you going to get tired of us? <laughs> when you get tired of me. <laughs> We're like, oh, fuck it. We're doing Jackson Ford again? Fuck it, I'll be ten times already. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> Over it. Are you the winner now? The, the, am I the winner of what? Being on the I show. I think it was Kandara Blair. I think, yeah, no, I think. Kandara. Yeah, I think Kandara still got you beat. How many times has, has she been on? She, she was on once in the before times. She mm-hmm. was on once with me in a solo episode before, also in the before times. Mm-hmm. She was anti goddess, anti goddess, the Buffy book in every generation, and and there's the threat of coming back for um after you finish watching Buffy just to talk Buffy so and lit- the Halloween episode. Yeah, so that's six six times she's been on. So shit, I got some catching up to do. You got to catch up, but then also you had. The library thing that I forced you to do. So yes, that, that kind that's of true. counts. <laughs> you forced me to do. I that just stalked the comments on that one. I can't <laughs> believe you stayed up to watch the whole thing, Claire. It was yeah, I was impressed with that too. Yeah, I'll I'll be honest. I was in bed watching it. <laughs> that's just what you want to do: be in bed watching <laughs> Jackson Ford. I had a cup of yep. tea and everything. I was like, right, okay, let's watch it. <laughs> I'm I'm glad I was worth staying up for. There you go. Couldn't do the next one that somebody else was doing, but uh, I stayed up for that one. Yeah, because he's <clears> the best. <throat> oh, yay! I yeah, you see, I remember this time. I know. Thank you. I don't have mine today. I'm unbranded. What? Oh, but you've got branded things. curtains. That's no. that's much better. I know. I'm so fancy. Yeah. 
my branding is behind these books. They, they might look familiar, but uh, I, I had to cover I think the branding. I've seen somewhere I hear they're a bit shit. Well, they've got shit on the title, That's what so I mean, I mean, does that recommend them? <laughs> so good. Anywho. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's be serious now. It's not a thing. Okay, so we got to play Would You Rather. Mm. As Sweet. per usual. Claire, are you going to ask the mm-hmm. first question of our favorite Jackson Rob? Are you not going to do the introduction first? Why? Because we always go, would you rather? Do, 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 do. It's time! Pew, 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 pew. Is that... pew, pew, pew. No, 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 it's fake. It it's fake now. Effect. It's fake. I've really yeah, mo- moments passed. Moments passed. <laughs> Moving on. What just, Wait, what just happened? Media. That's your new intro now. <laughs> that is what you're going to play before everyone. <laughs> we asked on social media. Would you rather be way too hot or way too cold? And unsurprisingly, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter all said too cold. Facebook was 87%, Instagram 67%, Twitter 87%, and TikTok was 67%. Yep. Yeah. I'm not surprised, but then I think like, but did you read this book? Because no, you didn't. Because you don't want to be too hot. Well, not to the level you're burning up, no, but... We should do comments before I shout about... Do do comments, do comments. Do we have any superfan comments? We have some superfan comments. Um, let's see. Dakota on Facebook. Mm -hmm. We haven't heard from Dakota lately. Dakota says, too cold. You can always put on more clothes if you're too cold, whereas if you're too hot, there's only so much you can take off. I live in Alabama. Trust me, there's only so much you can take off, and sometimes that doesn't help. Before you start peeling the skin off. Yes, just shave it off. Yeah, that's where my brain went as well. Like, how much can we take off? (laughs) It turned into some kind of Tim Burton movie. Colin on Facebook said, I'd rather be cold. I'm covered head to toe in a thick layer of hair. So the cold doesn't bother me, except for when it makes my sensitive nips hard. And there's an image for It's very good. It wouldn't be... Could have gone the rest of my life without hearing that. It's not an episode of fictional hangover if we don't mention nipples. (laughs) Not lately anyway. That's true. (laughs) It's big pink yeti nipples. Oh, God. All nipples all the time. Uh, Let's see. Oh, we had a comment on Twitter that is actually, it's a book comment. At Zam Iced Tea says, to be fair, Tegan felt so hot that she thought she was literally burning. I'd say cold because with enough preparation, you can just slip on yet another jacket to counteract said cold. What are you going to do if you're too hot? Suffer. That's what. Hmm. I have thoughts and feelings about that. Um, And, oh, your library have been in. Yes. And we had loads of comments from them. Um, But there's a, a fun one that says, way makes a difference. Way too hot. Way too cold is unbearable. That one was Alan that you met. Right, 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 right. Alan understands. Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely come down on the cold side. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a logic to just put on another jacket. That's good. But if it's hot, it's fucking hot and there's nothing you can do about it. You don't always have a convenient pool to jump into. And you can't, like, tear the skin off your body because that 
then being hot that would be the least be... of your problems. I mean, imagine if you could. It really <sighs> inspires me to do a face pull-off cosplay. Haven't you? Didn't you do one for um, uh, Empire of the Vampire? You cosplayed a I, I Lyth? Yeah, I was missing half my face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you look good. Thanks. <laughs> I don't need the bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs Jawbone? <laughs> no one. No one ever. It was a badass um, cosplay too. Thank you. I need to do another one. I haven't done one in so long, but it's a good thing yeah, that I already have great plans for this next one, which Sweet. is going to be good. At least I hope. And now I might have to pull my face off in it, just just as a bonus for anyone who's <laughs> listening to this episode. We'll have two cosplays. I hope, I hope there's like a tearing in a shredding sound that no squelching mm, you know i don't know if well. i can physically pull my face off so i'm just gonna have to pretend well that's that's why you have foley all, all i can think of is nick cage i want to take his face <laughs> off <laughs> and then you do this yep god we watched that movie a couple of weeks ago and now jacob just randomly touches my face sometimes like don't do it don't don't do it I think if I did that with my wife, she'd just bite my hand off. <laughs> I'm not expecting it, though. If I was, you know, if I knew it was coming, then I could get my teeth in. And where's but... the fun? Where's the fun? Yeah. Random face Sur- touch. Surprise, random face touch. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. Anywho, are you being too hot or are you being too cold? I am being too cold because I feel like if it's... Because of, you know, brain manipulation, tag-teamed with Adam, I think I would rather be too cold. I don't want to, like, envision myself burning down in a house fire. Yeah, I'm with you. That's pretty horrifying. Yeah. I feel like like more damage would happen then, too. I don't know. Although, having said that, I have had actual proper hypothermia once and hypothermia sucks Ooh. oh i don't like that what happened yeah no, no. uh no my uh my friend had a bachelor party thing at one of those obstacle courses in the uk and he decided that he wants to have this in february as as clear yep, that claire's making the face like yeah no i'm seeing where this is going and there was fucking ice on all the the water obstacles and at one point we were submerged up to our chests and I mean, I'm a skinny guy usually, but back then I was even skinnier, zero fat on me. I was very underweight. And the second I stopped doing the obstacle course and stopped moving, I just started shaking. And like, I wouldn't stop shaking no matter how much they um, put me in the showers and put hot water on me. They were like, this guy, we might have to take this guy to fucking hospital. And I couldn't like do anything. I couldn't move, couldn't think. Hypothermia is the worst. No permanent damage, fortunately. We got it sorted, but fuck, it was scary for a bit. No, I don't like that. No, that that Mm-mm. that's an entirely bad idea. No, I don't like that story. Seeing that, I'm still opting for too cold. I mean, yeah. hello, I live in the UK. I'm used to the cold. I've done Newcastle on a Friday night wearing very little. It does not does not bother me. Another let's another level of hardcore. Yeah, I'm a hardcore northerner. If it snows, then we consider getting our big coat out. Consider. Um, but yeah, I've I've literally been so hot that my brain has 
stopped functioning and I thought I was having a stroke. So Jesus. It, yeah, and it was Christmas Day. That was great. It was, And literally, the thing that caused it was because I was in a hot dress in a hot kitchen with the door closed and no window open. It just got too hot that my brain just stopped and my it just... I thought half of my body just, just started not functioning and it wasn't until I changed outfits, opened the door, stood outside for a little while and cooled down that I actually started functioning again. So you basically suffered some form of heat stroke or like minor heat stroke. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Yikes. From a kitchen. Getting too hot. Like literally my brain just goes, no. And if it gets too if I if I get too hot now and if I'm in the kitchen, I will put whatever I'm doing, turn all the hobs off and the oven or whatever, and I will walk out and I will leave it. I don't care if the food gets spoiled because I do not want that happen to happen again ever again. It's awful. Crack a window, kids. Smart. So don't do stag do's in February and always crack a window if it's gonna be hot. I thought, really you know what? Advice. The uh, the hottest I've ever been, and I say this being from you know as an African, the hottest I've ever been is actually here in Canada. Um, we had a something called a heat dome last year, um, just this massive, massive heat wave in BC, and it was forty four degrees um, during the day. Hey, what's what's um, that in Fahrenheit for us losers? I have no idea. Fahrenheit is a terrible, terrible, terrible way of measuring temperature. I Thank have no idea. You. Fucking hot. That's how that's hot it is in Fahrenheit. Fucking hot. It's like over 100. Unpleasant. 44 in... 111. 111. I basically didn't wear a shirt for a week. I mean, that's like what it is in Arkansas right now. It's 111 degrees in Arkansas. For the past week, the it's been 97 every day, but with a heat index of like 118. How are you not just like a little puddle on the ground? I'm inside. Avoiding the sun. Smart. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Very smart. I'm inside and I'm hot. And it's not even anywhere close yeah. to that. Jesus. I mean, who needs Chloe and Adam? We have real life where you get hot <laughs> enough and cold enough. Climate change, man. Yeah, Climate man. Climate change. Yikes. That's terrifying. Mm. Climate change is scarier than, you know, a shitload of crazy powers. Yep. Mutants. <laughs> than mutants? I don't know. There are some scary mutants. We don't need to start talking mutants again, because then it's going to go X-Men again like it always does. And we need... we. Right, let, we'll, we'll call that the X-Men conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. Would you rather lose your powers or have them go crazy bonkers? Mm. Crazy bonkers, it would be funny. <laughs> What's your power? Jeez, I don't know. Or is it something else? Chandelier murder. Chandelier, yeah, my special part, chandelier murder, but it only works around. Only works if I'm around chandeliers. It's the only time. It died so young. It was the best of us all. What, what would so we we've talked about in the past? You guys have wanted to to me to write about a salon kinetics. Someone yes. with hair power. I'm what would a, what, what would a salon kinetics powers look like if they went bonkers? Like rapid, rapid it, hair obviously. growth. Obviously. Hey. No, cousin. Didn't we? No, didn't. <laughs> Didn't we talk about being able to grow hair on other people? Pew, pew, pew. Just Isn't brown someone in their own hair. Turn them into <laughs> yes. just giant hairballs. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure that's what we talked about, didn't we? Well, what, what would you guys rather have? Uh, no powers or crazy powers? <sighs> crazy powers, obviously. 
Yeah. I'll do it for the lols. Crazy powers. Yeah. For, for the no, sheer no, no, ridiculous. No fun. Right. And like, but you know, Tegan really grew up in her, you know, day or two without powers. <laughs> she she grew up. She matured. She so matured much in so. Hours. She really did. I was so proud of her. I was pr- I was proud of her too. I was like, look at you, look at you go. <laughs> Sweet baby Tegan. And then she kills everyone with a helicopter, and then she learns how to fly. So <laughs> after murdering a chandelier. In fairness, they were trying to kill her first, so I feel like it's self-defense. Yeah. Self-defense helicopter murder. Yep. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) It'll stand up at any court. It will. It really, really will. (laughs) What are we asking next? (laughs) This is possibly one of my favorite would-you-rather questions. It's a good one. Half of it is. Would you rather hide in the porn room or hide in the shower? Porn room, obviously, for me. <laughs> I'm going shower. I have I, I have no need to hide in someone else's porn room. My own <laughs> porn room, fine, but someone else's porn room? I mean, what if we have divergent tastes? It's just, it just be awkward. Hey, Burr says, on that computer, it's very high quality, good porn. Fair point. Good point. Good point. No, but how fucking dirty and disgusting is that porn room at least the shower can potentially be clean like in theory a shower should be clean this is my Little thing i don't know what's being done in this room of febreze Mm-mm. can do wonders Mm-mm. no cool. that couch you is go crusty. in there and clean it up yes <laughs> uh-uh. do you know what it reminded me of um you know will wheaton yeah. He did um, a series of uh, tabletop videos years ago on Geek and Sundry. Um, I can't remember what it was called. Play more games. Um, and they had the, the studio that the film did in. They used to do this like little post chat on a sofa. And all of a sudden the sofa changed. And it changed because they found out that was a porn sofa. Because it was a hired studio. Somebody had seen the sofa in a porn video and they were like, that sofa looks awfully familiar. That's our sofa. Oh. <laughs> so then nobody would sit in the middle of the sofa knowing that some guy's sweaty butt crack's been there. I think there's been um, worse than a sweaty butt sofa. crack. Much, well, much yes. worse. Well, which is worse? Sweaty butt crack or sweaty ball sack? Would you rather? Would you rather? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, I pass on that one. <laughs> You're the only one who can legitimately answer this question, though, so you have to. I've, I've never, but I've never had someone sweaty ball sack on me. But you've I mean, you no, no, actually, says you. That's, that's not true. That's not true. I played high school rugby. You get tackled. You, you just got to accept that shit's gonna happen. Dude, you've been on stag do's by your own admission <laughs> in this exact phone call. You've been on stag do's. Yeah, so far to my knowledge, no one's put their sweaty ball sack on me. But, but you also have your own. <laughs> You come equipped with your own sweaty ball sack. I'll have you know my ball sack is perfect. <laughs> Doesn't no sweat. Chris, I keep it sparkling clean. I'm insulted. No sweat in this ball sack. Uh, I'm just and you can notes. quote me. Hold oh, on. <laughs> I will. I will say though. Back in that that hotel, the hotel, the, the porn room and the hotel room, have I've been in enough big hotels and worked hospitality enough to know that the 
bigger and more prestigious an establishment, the more likely it is that there will be some crusty ass room somewhere that one or two of the employees have turned into their own little private room and done horrendous shit in. Like mm. it, the, the bigger the place, the more likely you are to get somewhere like that. And one day they will be turned into a museum piece and be left untouched <laughs> for future generations to enjoy. That room does there is not so, smell there's so, good. so much wrong with that, what you just said, Claire. I, I don't even know where to start. Hey, mm-hmm. we've been talking about sweaty ball sacks. That's the least of our problems. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome okay. to Fictional Hangover, everybody. <laughs> We're mature. <laughs> <We're completely professionals. laughs> okay. Counterpoint, though. I've been in many hotels, usually when I've been working away, and the showers... <laughs> No, no. Yep. I'm still taking the shower. Because also, you know... The shower's probably had the same amount of care and attention to it as the porn room. Look, if I'm concerned... Ab- if I'm concerned about the cleanliness of the shower, well, then I will just turn it on. And there's probably some soap or something. Hell, f- fucking water will be better than a You'll get crusty ass ball sack couch. Or legionnaires. You cannot get Lyme disease from a shower. <laughs> no, these urban legends... <laughs> The American or the Canadian are looking at the English person going like, nah, dog, that's not how it works. No. You'll get legionnaires. I'm sure you can get legionnaires from the water pipes. No one listened to what Claire is saying right now. She is, I'm not a medical not professional, a medical professional. despite the spam emails I get. Hey, Claire, you can have the porn room. We'll have the shower. Cool? Yes. Fine by me. It means I've got more interesting entertainment. I don't know. Not to take this where it doesn't need to go, but if you put the two of us <laughs> in a shower together, I'm keeping my clothes on, okay? Bossy. Yes, obviously but we're hiding. Very, so, you know. But it it could be very entertaining. I'm still saying, Claire's welcome to the porn room and the entertainment. Have at it. <laughs> That's fine. I can lock myself in there while the terrorists take over the hotel. You two are squeezed into the shower room and not being able to talk or access the minibar. We could sneak Are you out. Sure. You want to do? You want to access the mini bar? <laughs> I feel like it seems to be a euphemism for something else. And if I go on Urban Dictionary, it probably it is. probably is. If it's Can not, we we're going to make it one before the end of this episode. Hold on. Update the entry now. Challenge accepted. Would you rather kill someone with a chandelier or a helicopter? Helicopter. Because then you learn how to fly. I just like helicopters. They're just fun. I have no strong feelings about chandeliers, but a helicopter. Also, it's a pretty badass way to die. How are you? How did you get killed? Uh, helicopter. But getting See, killed by a chandelier is funnier. That's it's what true. I was thinking. That is very true. How often can you say, "Oh, that, oh this person died by chandelier"? What? That's a damn good point, actually. Like that's a that's a sentence that makes everybody go, "Tell me more." Hmm. And not just like a one that drops down. <laughs> you, you were attacked this by a one, chandelier. This one like physically spins around and comes after you, because you know my PK has gone crazy. Why not? I, I had a lot of fun writing that scene. It was a very satisfying scene to write. Oh, it's so good. But I don't know about Amanda, but I was sitting there going, "Come on, chandelier!" <laughs> chandelier. It was just there. You know, it's mentioned, and if it doesn't, what what is that rule in TV? If it's mentioned in the first act, it's got to be mentioned later on yeah check Chekhov's gun yes Chekhov's gun but this is Chekhov's chandelier (laughs) well exactly 
Like it, it was, it was too good. The, like when I was thinking about this hotel and I sold the chandelier in the lobby, I was like, I gotta, I gotta do something with that. It's too good. There's got to be some way I can make that chandelier explode or <laughs> drop on someone or something. But then you went with it whirling dangerously through the air, and that was perfect. Yeah. Random chandeliers flying through the air. <laughs> and they're really sharp. You know, especially if it, if it, these old ones with metals and bits of... Crystals. On. Yep. Yes. What if they yeah, were... Not... What if it was actually, like, lit flaming candles? Because that... <gasps> Jesus. It's a Catherine Wheel of death. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> So good at taking even things more and making them worse. Um, what? Last question. Yeah, which you literally wrote just for us. If you didn't, I'm taking it as is. If you wrote it just for us, uh. because you included an actual "Would you rather" question in the text of your book. Do you want to ask this did, one? Did I, did I really? Yes. Would you rather work oh, for the government as a superpowered secret agent or spend 12 hours a day doing nothing but debearding muscles and cleaning grease traps? If you didn't write that for us, you like on purpose, you did it subconsciously. I definitely did it subconsciously. <laughs> I didn't remember writing it until you told me. That, that's cool. Yeah, you know what? I wrote it for you guys. I wrote it for you guys. 100% oh, was thinking of you. Yeah, um, of I'll, tell you. I'll claim it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'd be useless in a professional kitchen. I'd freak out and burn myself or others so i'm gonna go with working for the government probably less dangerous tegan might want to work in those kitchens not me no well we've already established the kitchen's a dangerous place for me yep. <laughs> i'm gonna work admin <laughs> but you I'll just fetch coffee for people it's safer i mean i'm in it for the superpowers if do i get superpowers yeah superpowered secret oh, agent Yes, then I'm superpowered secret agent. Duh. No, you've already said you're in the kitchen. We're already locking you in the kitchen. Yeah. I'm not. No way am I going near that kitchen. <laughs> no. We're getting you a really fancy dress and shutting the kitchen door. My, my, can my superpower just be to fetch the coffees and get the orders perfect every time? I, I think that's a very useful superpower. Yes. Yes, that yes. can be your superpower. And always get the last blueberry muffin or whatever, you know, pastry of choice it is mm. before... Before they run out, a pastry kinetic. I like it. <laughs> it's just good timing, really. Yeah. Efficiency, time management. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing the baristas. Like a time management superpower could be pretty good. What was funny was in, I actually did a little research for this question. I got a chef buddy here, and I took him out for a drink, and I, I wanted to know like what is the single worst thing that someone can do in a kitchen. Like, what is the job that everyone hates? And he went on a rant for like an hour about the various jobs. And I think he spent 20 minutes on how much it sucked to clean grease traps. Like he just, it was like he'd been waiting all his life just to like spool this out and get this off his chest. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, me you've neither. Saved that, you've saved him therapy. Thank you. For your public service. Eh, he gave me research. Quid pro quo. We good. <laughs> I just had to clean an air fryer that came back to the library that was disgusting, and I wanted to cry how greasy it was. And I was scrubbing dishes in the library, and I didn't want to do it. It was your gross. library rents out air fryers. 
Yeah. That's what I was thinking. We check out a lot of stuff. Kayaks, air fryers. Uh-huh. Um, You're serious? Yeah. We have your a... libraries are not like my libraries. No, we've yeah, already same. been. To be fair though, your libraries also have books. Yeah, that's so... true. I also so had the to County clean... Library is banging. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. I also had to clean a shovel this week. They didn't do the do you the courtesy of cleaning the shovel before it came back to you? No. Library patrons take advantage of us. Clearly. That is really rude. Someone could have been murdered. Or and or their murder could have been covered up with that shovel. And you know what? I just cleaned it off and was like, okay, I'm going to check it back out now. Yeah, but if you find a bit of skull and like, you know, blood and hair sticking from it, you kind of look and go, hmm, maybe I'll not clean that. Maybe I'll call the police. Yeah, you know, I do. I do try to use good judgment when cleaning murder tools at the library. You could help solve a murder. I could. There is there is a book in here somewhere. That's what I was I, I had no idea you could check this kind of stuff out from the library. There is so much potential here. We have we have a good collection. Is this an Arkansas thing or is this an America thing? There's lots of libraries with libraries of things. That's what it's called. Library it's amazing. of things. I've I've heard of toy libraries and clothing libraries for like usually for younger children because obviously babies and toddlers grow out of things so quickly that they are most of the time they're still in good nick so i've heard of those and i've had access to those before but not like equipment tool rental you go yeah that's a new one DIY shop yeah we have a we have a rake we have a shovel we have a garden hose we have kayaks we have life jackets Oh, now, I don't know how much I would borrow a life jacket from a library. I'd be worried about tampering. Oh, no, no. They're they're returned in good condition. Parachutes? We don't have parachutes. That could be dangerous. I'm not sure I'd check check out a parachute from a library. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Because, I mean, they're, you know, it's pretty much like one... One time use, unless you get a professional to repack it. Can you repack a parachute? I don't know anything about yeah. parachutes. Yeah, yeah. You do repack a parachute, and they train you really, really well for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that kind of training. That's above my pay yeah. grade. Is this why you have random stuff as the prizes on the um, summer reading program, like metal detector and greenhouse? Yeah, because we have weird stuff. We have our we have our library things. Oh. We had the prize this week was a metal detector. Next week is the greenhouse we also have a robot vacuum coming up no one is no one who goes to the library is listening to this by the way except for maybe alan but he works there so and here i was thinking your job was just dealing with books no no no, no. whole different dimensions of this shit. <laughs> no. multiple different dangerous objects <laughs> books no, and tools no. you need to come and hang out in my library one day for sure. It's a good place. We also yeah. have a maker space with, um, we have a Glowforge now. And a Glowforge? Yeah. Yep. It's really cool. It's a really fancy laser cutter. We have good stuff. Do you have a 3D printer as well? We have three, four. We have a lot of 3D printers. Wow. I know. Yeah, we're very fancy. 3D print the murder weapon. We the, the, the murder yeah. weapon out. Yes. Clean the murder weapon on its return. Yes. And then check it out to someone else. And then check it out M- to someone else. M- muddy the paper trail. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. The, track it. the story ideas. I mean, the story just writes itself at this point. You just name the name the victim now when you sort it. Yeah. Who do we want to kill? Whoa. In in Arkansas though. Can the librarian be the murderer? Can the librarian be the villain? Because yeah. Yeah, you got that villain vibe, so yes. <laughs> but one of your underlings works out that it's you, but too scared of you mm-hmm. to dob you in. Yes. And then I push them down the stairs. I threaten to do that to my staff at least once a day, so... Well, that's fair enough. No, they go to the director, but the director's quite happy with the work that you're performing. Yes. Extracurricular and otherwise. Yes. Because they used to do it as well. Yeah, that's why she hired me. Exactly. Get publishers. Someone get Hollywood on the phone. (laughs) Netflix. Come on. We keep writing. No, there's already something happening with a library in Canada. They're making an office style TV show at the library there. Oh, really? No, this is going to be animated. Extra hijinks. (laughs) I'm okay with live action. I just want my library, my library murder. Mm hmm. I'm ready it could for just it. just be called library murder as well. To keep it simple. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Let's do it. <laughs> what else are we talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. We've quite... We've been talking about my books and instead we're talking about this like fictional book that doesn't exist where Amanda is responsible for murdering a whole bunch of people with a shovel and an air fryer. <laughs> like... <laughs> I would read the shit out of that though. It sounds fun. <laughs> One day we're gonna have to do that name or nine more nine more remo rhyme more pronounced that mm-hmm. and that can be that can that's be one it. of the stories. That's it. It's already planned. <laughs> Doing it. Done. Oh my god. <laughs> what have we got? I mean to be fair, to? I genuinely had some thoughts about a conversation and stuff that I wanna ask, but it's far too serious, so I'm not gonna bother. You know we can't talk about serious things. Well, there was two things. One of them's completely unbook related. Another one is actually sort of book related. Okay. The first one was I wanted you to talk about pitch wars. Right. Pitch wars in between our last interview with you and today. That's right. I did. Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, sure. What do you want to know? What did you do? Who did you mentor? What was the involved in it? All right, how all right. People, um, how do people get involved in were it? Were there any so library murders? Again? There are no library murders. Oh, I'm sure there were, but none of the books were submitted to me with library murders. Um, the first thing to note is that, sadly, Pitch Wars has now stopped. I killed it. Mm. Um, actually, I didn't kill it. It just... it. This was just the last one. You got a librarian to kill it with an F. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, so, so sadly, sadly, it's it's not happening anymore. But it was that makes me very sad because it was such an incredibly fun experience. I really, really enjoyed it. So the idea is basically, um, it it matches a, a kind of aspiring authors, uh, people who are trying to polish their first drafts with established authors. Um, and there are about, I think, 150 uh, authors who get chosen to do this. I was one of them, felt very lucky. Um, and then those authors kind of put out a wish list of what they're looking for. So I had to do this big, long wish list of, you know, things I was interested in reading, things that I thought would, you know, I would be able to help help these people work on. Um, 
the, the idea being after the polishing period is over, there's an agent showcase and agents can look through the polished manuscripts and hopefully sign sign it up, in which case you and your mentee share a crisp high five. Um, I mentored a fantastic author called Carly Vare. Um, she wrote one of the best things I've ever read. I've always been of the opinion that it's very, very, it's, it, it's very difficult, if not impossible, to come up with an original superpower. Well, Carly came up with an original superpower, something I'd never seen before, something that just blew my mind. I'm not going to go into the details because she's still working on her book, um, but Jesus, that woman can write. With her book, it was more a case of me just kind of making a few suggestions here and there because it was in such excellent shape already. Um, and she was an absolute blast to work with. Uh, she didn't end up getting picked up in the agent showcase, um, which is unfortunate. I think a bit of a miss on behalf of the agents who requested her full manuscript. I think they missed out a real corker there. But she has had multiple requests since then. And we're both obviously still hoping that she gets picked up um, because I really want to see her book out in the world. I think it's, as I said, I think it's one of the best things I've, it was one of the best things I ever read before I started working on it. Wow. I just pushed it in the right direction. Pitch Wars was so much fun. Mentoring was so much fun. Um, I, I, I didn't know how it was going to go. It was my first time doing anything like that, but I, I want to get involved in more mentorship programs. I really enjoy working with with new authors and and finding stuff that makes me really excited to to help push it in the right direction. Cool. I don't know if there are. I'm because I'm not an aspiring author. I've far too much to do. Good. Stay otherwise. that. Stay that way. Don't be an aspiring author. <laughs> <laughs> don't be an author. <laughs> I'll have you know I'm co-author on four papers coming out in this next year. Um, the, uh, the I don't know what mentorship is out there. Like I know we I joke about Nemo, Nemo, Nemo. I can Nan- never say it. Nano it is. National that. Novel Writing Month. Nano. I'm never going to say it right. You're At this not. point, I never have to. No. Um, but apart from that, I don't really know a lot about other mentor programs that are out there for aspiring authors. But it seems like such a good idea. There are quite there are quite a few. Um, Pitch Wars was the biggest one, I think, but there, uh, there are a few dotted around. I wrote, a, I made a list at some point, stuck it on my computer, and I want to see if I can get involved with a couple of those. I feel like I, you know, I'm eight, I'm eight books down now. I'm definitely not. I definitely don't know everything or even most things, but I know enough to be, and I've been at the, doing this long enough to be able to kind of coach someone through the beginning stages, because I feel like I, I've, I've earned that experience over the past. Geez, almost 10 years now. Um, and so that's, yeah, doing that is, is a hell of a lot of fun. If any authors are listening and, and you feel you're able to do this, strongly recommend signing up for mentorship programs. You will feel so good about yourself. Excellent. I think any kind of mentorship program is a good idea. I mean, why not take the advice of somebody who's already gone through it, learn from their mistakes before you unfortunately make those stumbles? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I, I wanted to... You know, it's not. It wasn't just about me, you know, going over Carly's manuscript. It was about saying, "Hey, I made these errors when I was getting started. You shouldn't make those same errors. Like, learn. Yeah, as you say, learn from my mistakes. I fucked up, so you don't have to." <laughs> and was it more than just the manuscript? Like looking at the manuscript, was it just like how to get published? And you know, because I see a lot of questions on social media. It's like, do I get an agent first? Do I submit a manuscript first? Do I do this? It's it's like the background information that 
nobody tells you about when you've got a, an idea for a story. There is some of that. Um, I didn't have to do it much with Carly. She's incredibly switched on. She's very aware of the process. Um, you know, I, I didn't have to do any sort of education around that. It was more just sort of, all right, this is what I think the agents will be looking for. This is how we can adjust your book to make it a bit, a little bit more commercial for a wider audience. Let's see what we can do. So, you know, I was, I was very lucky in that sense. I got a very intelligent, very switched on mentee. But yeah, I'm sure that's a, that's a big part of it as well. Well, I am excited to read her work and it sounds like it will be a perfect fit for a fictional hangover. Really so if does. she wants to come on, we will read and we will talk. When she gets published and is it a, it is a when, not an if, and you guys don't have her on, we're going to have words. you you got to get Carly on here. To my face. Yep. Come and say it directly in my face. If nothing else, I just want to see you guys geek out over the superpower she created. Which is crazy. I, I, I want you to tell us, but I don't. Right. And I'm sure you can't. Yeah, I, I, yeah so... it, it's, it's not mine to tell. No. No, no. I'm like I know, I need, I need to, to know. know I really, really want to know. I'm yeah. sure Carly herself will tell you if you ask her, but I can't like as I said, it, it would feel wrong me just spoiling it like that. No, 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 don't. I mean, we're all about the spoilers, but yeah. you know. Not spoilers of things that have been written you, and published. You don't spoil it for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We can't take our own medicine. The other thing I wanted to ask you about was Elden Ring. Oh, so, sorry, should I say Elden Lord? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. He's, he, just, he is your soapbox. This is, about, this is about to become the Elden Ring fan cast. You know that, right? <laughs> Go for it. Go for I it. Watched I've Jacob. watched many a play. I watched <sighs> Jacob play it for hours. So Yeah. Hours. Have, have either of you guys played it? Mm-mm. No, but I have watched a lot of playthroughs, including if you ever watch YouTube channels, Eurogamer. There's Ian Higdon, who was out on Eurogamer, was absolutely crazy, and he's doing Elden wrong. So he's done Elden Ring, but he's now replaying it wrong. In one episode, he play he's, he plays it for an hour. He was sticking grips to his face every time he died. Oh my god! And it was I couldn't look at it at the end because it just looked like a pox. It was disgusting, <laughs> and he played upside down in another in another episode. It's quite funny. I think he's hilarious. But oh, but, yeah. but that grape thing has a hidden meaning. Do you know why he's sticking grapes to his face? Why? Because it makes him look like a character called the loathsome dung eater. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I didn't like that dude. Really I, ki- I killed him first chance I could get. <laughs> yeah, listen, like. I, Elden Ring comes from a company called From Software, um, who are very famous for the, the Dark Souls series of games, which are known for being really hard, really challenging, and really, really fair. And they've got a huge fan base. I've been mm-hmm. playing their game. I mean, I, I'm not great at their games, but I've been playing them now for five or six years. And I, I think I've played all of their games except like Dark Souls 2. Elden Ring is not only the best game that they've ever made, it's the best game I've ever played. Wow. Like like any platform, any era, I'm including things like the original Sonic the Hedgehog here and Devil May Cry, which were previously top of my list. But now it's just Elden Ring. Like I, I spent upwards of 120 hours on that game and was I was never bored once. Frustrated, yes. Um, screaming at the TV quite a lot. Um, dying so much death just every five (laughs) seconds but i was having a total blast because the way this game is put together and the world they put you in 
rewards curiosity. It rewards exploration. It rewards you for going down weird little paths and seeing what you find there. And then it rewards you by putting you in an arena with a horrible boss who destroys you in three seconds flat. Um, but then you learn to beat that boss and you you get a little, little better. And then the release of energy when you finally kick this thing's ass after 50 tries is just incredible. So I adore Elden Ring. I think it's a landmark game. It's the best game ever made. I can't say enough good things about it. Have you tried replaying it? Yes, I have. I'm halfway through a second playthrough. Um, I'm very much enjoying being super overpowered and just, I have a weapon called the Rivers of Blood, which is a, a katana that has this super powered ability that can cause a status effect called bleed, which whacks a lot of HP off. I just call it the boss deleter. Because um, <laughs> I, I run up to a boss, I smack him four or five times, and amazingly that boss is dead. <laughs> it's very satisfying, especially when the boss is someone who killed me like 50 to 100 times. In the previous Revenge, playthrough, bitch. no, exactly. You know, you know, in the latest Batman movie, where they go, "Who are you?" and he goes, "I'm vengeance." <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> oh my god! No, the even, even, even better example. So there was this one boss, kick my like this um, kind of assassin type thing, very fast, very hard hitting, kick my ass about seventy five times, and I found this spell that causes a rain of meteor showers. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, of course, the massive meteor shower, rain of meteors. And I, I triggered this spell the second this thing materialized in the battlefield. And you know what I felt like? I felt like I was in the Matrix when Trinity puts the gun against the agent's head and goes, dodge this. Oh, nice. Such a good feeling. I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Dodge this, bitch. This, this, this sounds like fuel for Tegan, though. You know, 100%. when she, she can finally get those revenge hits in and, you know, dodge the helicopter, bitch. You know, just <laughs> dodge the chandelier, bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know, Tegan does not like killing people, but I'd be lying if I said she didn't take certain satisfaction from throwing objects at people who deserve to have objects thrown at them. Like all the Priuses she threw. Yes, exactly. like the Priuses. <laughs> some cars have to go, some people have to go. Yep. It's just it's just a circle of lying. Like when she broke Burr's finger in the in the first book. That was satisfying as hell for her. That was I really like Burr's. I know, I'm a like I feel wrong. I felt I felt like I was betraying myself yeah. for liking Burr. Yeah. Yes! I did it! I made you like a character who is disgusting. <laughs> Still not on board with Nick. And you're killing me here. I just Nick was less bad in this one because he wasn't in as much. He was in it so fucking much. <laughs> what are you much. talking about? He, he went on a whole adventure with Annie. He almost had his own chapters. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah, but he wasn't in it as much. It was there was more Tegan being all you know John McLean in the hotel, which I freaking loved, by the way. Like. I was like, yes. Even the yip yippee ki line was oh, perfect. Yeah, I just fucking loved <laughs> yeah. that. I, I, I had to. I had to. I was like, someone's got to say it. <laughs> I would have been disappointed if no one had. But yeah, I was like, I was reading through Annie's section as much as I loved it quickly because I wanted to get back to Tegan. And then I had to go back and read Annie's section again um, because I, might have, I was going so quickly through it. But yeah, Nick wasn't in as much as in the third book. That's what I'm saying. He was he was very much in 
Eye of the Shitstorm. He wasn't in his this as much. He wasn't as irritating, but I still don't understand their relationship. I just don't get it. Don't and that's it. fine. Like exactly. you, you don't have to, to like like everything about these books. No, it, it's yeah. not that I don't like Nick. I just don't like him and Tegan together. I think they could do better with other people. I don't know who those other people are because they're probably not in the books, but I know I just don't get their relationship and I don't have to get their relationship because it's not my relationship. If they want to be together, I will support it. I don't have to like it, but I'll support it. I think what I will say is that I, I, I've i taken a long time, I think, to put the work in on Nick mm. in the sense that he wasn't a throwaway character in the first book. That wouldn't be fair, but there was definitely more attention and love lavished on the core china shop crew the nick in the first book which i think is is fine because i was still finding my feet with that book and figuring out tegan and her world and you know tegan is always going to be the center of that story and as i've as the series has gone on i've tried i really have tried to put like more work into nick and to make him a little more three-dimensional and to explain why tegan enjoys being around him um, but I, I, I think I, I think I set myself a pretty tough task because I wasn't starting from quite as firm a foundation. I think there's still more work to do. Mm. I think it's because most of Nick's development, especially in this one, is with other people in China Shop. It's not with Tegan. Yeah. And we've never had the chance as a reader to really just see them have a relationship because there's all, the shit everywhere, flying everywhere. There's so much going on that they've never been given the opportunity just to like, have a nice date or just go to the movies or just hang. We've never really had that opportunity to have that, that no quote-unquote normality between them. And I'm hoping in the next one, if there is any road trip-style shenanigans before they get to Wyoming, we kind of get that we kind of get that little essence of normality and that essence of them just being nick and tegan not super powered secret agent tegan and nick the xda trying to be a hero to everybody and trying to keep tegan out of doing a lot of damage to everything you know this i hope we get that kind of like connection i don't think he's gonna do that anymore after he stood up to annie treating tegan like a baby He's not going to do that anymore. That was that I did. I did enjoy that scene. Yes, cool. that was that was that was amazing when he was like, yeah, and he was getting a little bit too maternal with Tegan, not really seeing her as an equal. But now she does. So it's great. Yeah, I'm glad you Can enjoyed I ask that. Like a question about the book as well. Yeah, and you're probably not going to answer it. <laughs> okay. So. Back in Wyoming, when the, when Tegan was 10, when her parents were killed and Adam went crazy. 16. And six, was it 16? 16. 16, sorry. Um, did Chloe manipulate Tegan's body temperature to think that she was burning alive and then Adam put it into our brain that she was burning alive and fake the fire and her parents are potentially still alive? The fire was, in fact... The fire was real. Um, the ranch house where Tegan lived was destroyed. Most of the barn was destroyed. Like that, that was a real event. Adam really did uh, either be set. He was either set loose by Chloe or he broke out himself and he went on a rampage. That happened. Absolutely. Unquestionably. It wasn't a dream. wasn't a Tegan illusion. That happened. But that is a really interesting idea that you got there. Maybe Chloe 
saw that Tegan was in trouble and forced her to get the hell out of there. I hadn't considered that yet. And I know that when five comes around, that's probably like, we're going to spend a little bit of time in those memories for reasons mm-hmm. that I can't, can't get into. Um, yeah. That's a really interesting idea. I really like that. It, it just, there's something about when I was reading those scenes, I was like, did this actually happen? It just seemed so natural because they did it when they were fighting in the, in the hotel in the um, hospital parking garage. Like, that's immediately what Adam and Chloe tag-teamed to do. So it just seemed the, the like... One, the one thing I would say, though, is is they were a little bit younger back then. So they might not... Like, Chloe might not have had that ability to affect temperature. Right. Yeah. But they also are twins. And, you know, there's the whole theory with twins being a little bit more in tuned with each other and, you know, knowing what each other's intention and all that... It's not, they have a lot of non-verbal communication. Yeah, okay, they locked Adam up in the barn for a little while, but that doesn't stop the fact that Chloe and Adam have a different connection than what Chloe and Tegan do or Chloe and Adam does. And I just, I just, I couldn't get it out of my head that the twins had planned or plotted or done something. And Chloe seems so guilty about leaving Tegan behind that I was like, did they plan that in the first place? Because I, I don't, I don't know if I can answer that in the sense that I'm not sure myself. There's so I, much of I didn't think you could. There's so, there's so much of that particular night in this in this this fictional universe that I don't know about yet. Yeah. Like all I have to go on are Tegan's memories of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe if Chloe at one point ever gets her own chapters, which would be fucking awesome. Um, then maybe we'll, I'll dig a little bit deeper into it and I'll be able to come up with a, a more coherent explanation of, of what went down that night. Because mm-hmm. um, now, obviously, there are three living witnesses to it. So, yeah, maybe maybe we'll eventually find out what happens. Um, but I can't answer that at the moment. Like, I just, I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a lot about this universe that I, I don't know or I haven't figured out yet. We're still going. The characters haven't talked to you. I mean, it's, it's depending on the you know the the way you, your writing technique, it's like it's an evolution. There's things yet to be discussed about the past. I mean, we don't know a lot of the history. You know, it's like with Reggie. You know that she was in the army. You know that she was in the Black Hawk helicopter. You know yeah. that she was hurt. But there's still a lot about her history and past. You don't know anything about. And we, we delved a lot more into that with Annie this one and I yeah. really appreciated that because I feel like I've got a bit more of a not necessarily a sympathy for the for Annie, but I've got a bit more forgiveness for her attitude towards Tegan and like a protective nature towards her from this one. Yeah. Annie Annie was I'm really glad you 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 enjoyed hanging out with Annie. She was tough to write, eh? She did not want to give up her secrets. She absolutely did not. Well that's exactly um, how she is though. Yeah, this this is the thing. Not, like, as she's yeah. not going to tell you, she's not going to tell anyone. Yeah, she didn't give a fuck about me. Who are you, asshole? No, she noticed like, but because of what she went through when she was a kid, um, she had to grow up really, really fast. And she looks at Tegan, who is only a little younger than her, and who acts like a fucking child, and it just pisses her off, no mm-hmm. end. And it doubly pisses her off that she's actually quite come to like Tegan. She's just Tegan just gets on her tits sometimes um 
But yeah, it's a very sibling relationship. And she wasn't allowed <laughs> to do that when she was a kid. She didn't, no, not at all. She didn't have a childhood. And Tegan still yeah, yeah. is living her childhood. <laughs> not anymore. She's grown up now. And it was wonderful, but <laughs> a little. Yeah, she has. She has grown up a little bit. She's fine. She she's able to think about her decisions a little bit more. But yeah, Annie, like just the amount of times I just was staring at the page, going, "Come on, tell me what happened. Just." Just break this down for me. Explain to me why you're doing the things you're doing. That was probably the toughest part of writing this whole book. Rewarding when I finally broke through that exterior and got to her. But man, oh man, she didn't want to cooperate. I, I need to know, is the government going to pay for the entirety of China Shop to get therapy? Because they quite clearly need it. They, they really do. So much. And they've been through so much. They, they really do. Um, and the chances of Moira Tanner doing it, paying anything but lip service to that are close to zero. Moira really had me flummoxed in this one. Oh, yeah? I like I like her. I like Moira. Um, I think she has the distance, that professional distance. Like, she's had to put that wall up. She can't get familiar with these people because she's potentially sending them into life and death situations. You know, you can't be friends and that's fine you don't have to be friends with the people that you work with get that but then i don't know sometimes i just felt like she's not a good leader she isn't Mm -mm. and i was so happy when she got like put down said no it was was burr wasn't it who said you need to shut up because you need to consider the team's morale right now and what you're doing is dangerous which is annoying because it made no, me like, Burr is so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you hit the nail on the head. Moritana is not a good leader. She is good at the politics, and she is good at working out what needs to be done. But her ability to communicate what needs to be done to people who may not agree with her is just a flat zero. Like she just has no person personal skills whatsoever. Because she's so focused on, like, get the job done, save more people than we let get killed. Like, come out on top, come out with a win. And she just completely forgets about anything else. And her inability to move away from that, like, she gets thrust into the situation. And at the end, she's exactly the same as she was at the start. Like, that was very clear to me. And it's like, as Tegan said, like, this woman cannot change. She will never change. And she is never going to be the right person for this job. I know we've had the conversation like just off recording with uh, me, Amanda and I about um, like managers and management style and how a manager needs to be like, you know, have that maintain that professional, but they also need to be, you know, there for their, the people working under them and they need to be, people need to be comfortable enough to come to them and voice opinions and express concerns. And if there's any issues, they need to be able to com- be comfortable coming to them. And, you know, Amanda is a manager and that yes. is her management style, um, which is perfect. But M- Moira is not, she is no role model. As a, as a manager, Amanda, what did you think of this? That's actually an interesting perspective. I think as the way that she is, they're never going to respect her. They're never going to do what she wants them to do. And I'm glad that now she has Burr working with her because I think if with the two of them working together, 
he's going to be the leader that they need and she's going to be like directing him this is what we need to happen and then he's going to make it work yeah but they're never gonna it's never gonna work it's never gonna work with her she doesn't bend and you have to bend you have to yeah, because when Tegan's involved, things will not go to plan. No. And if you cannot roll with that, you should not be in charge of this team. No. Especially the way but Tegan's say- powers are changing. You know, you don't you don't ever know what to expect. And the fact that she just shut down when Tegan was like, oh, yeah, I totally moved that thing in the background. You just weren't looking. You know, she just totally <laughs> shuts down and pushes them aside and goes and deals with everything on her own. That's not... That's not... You can hear the shutters literally slam Yep. at that stage. Because in her mind, one of her employees has failed to perform her job. And so therefore, that person is a problem and must be pushed to the side and dealt with later. Man, that's not how it works. You have to work with them and, you know, teach them what they need to learn. That's part of the reason yeah. why, like, I wanted to become a manager because I felt like I've already done everything. I mean, I've been working in libraries for 15 years. I've been doing this for a long time, and so now I want to teach what I know to other people and see them grow and see them flourish. That's not Tanner. She doesn't want to see any of that. You'd probably do a much better job running the team than Tanner, it sounds like. Well, Congrats, you're now in charge of China Sub. Thank you, thank you very much. Promotion! Yes. Excellent, excellent. I love it, thanks. I'm glad. But you know, you know, you know. it's funny. Um, I come at it from a slightly different perspective. I've been a manager too, and I sucked. But I come, but I, I was, I sucked from the polar opposite, for the polar opposite reason to Tana, because I care very much about the people underneath me, and I care very much about you know, them doing as well as they can. And then I just completely neglect the details of the actual job and I don't get shit done. <laughs> so I would also be absolutely terrible at running China Sharpness for completely different reasons. You've got to, I had a manager like that before together. and his first meeting ever with us was, yeah, I'm a terrible manager. I, I will guarantee your holidays, but do not come to me if you want any development. And we're like, uh-oh. At least he was honest. Well, I'll give him that. I will give him that. He used to give us the over-honest speech. Or drag us down to do the over-honest speech to the new starters. But yeah, that's... It's fine in that middle ground, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if Amanda would have hired Burr, though. Book one, Burr, no. (laughs) (laughs) And book two, Burr. What a prick. No. Even worse. He'd be undisciplinary. Yep. No, but see, remember when I thought at the end of book two that he was just fucking with Tegan telling her about that restaurant to go to and then like the, the order whatever didn't exist whatever that was whatever yeah and I, I remember thought that. that he was just messing with her like I would have hired that burr you would have hired the burr who was messing with Tegan yes yes <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah how come because I like someone with a sense of humor I told fair enough. I told fair enough. everyone earlier in the episode that I threatened to push my staff down the stairs every day. Like, you can do it. So you would hire Burr. Fair enough. It's the lovable asshole syndrome. It's my favorite type of person. <laughs> Shrug with innocence. Mm-hmm. 
I've also told Lovable them. assholes are fun to write and to know. And to be. And to be. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> all three of us can confirm. <laughs> yes. We are all and lovable you assholes. Be a lovable asshole with a fictional hangover lovable asshole t-shirt available at our Red Bubble <laughs> store. Yay. If you do not make that into a t-shirt, you have missed a golden it opportunity. Already is really? I'm gonna I'm gonna go buy that. I want a lovable asshole t-shirt. <laughs> Already exists. It already exists. I already own it. Excellent. That's what I should have worn today. I love That's why you're the fucking shirt. champs. I forgot. I've, I've literally just laundered. I got one for for my husband, and I've literally just laundered it. I should have put it should on. Put it I'm gonna on. wear that to my next con when I start traveling again. Lovable asshole. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> we'll send you one. I'll wear it to my next meeting with my publisher. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll say, "Excuse me, don't come back." Yep, pretty much. <laughs> oh, you could get one in a lovely shade of yellow, and it would match your latest book cover. It would. It would. I, I like the yellow. I was secretly hoping for purple, because then I could make all, sort of, all sorts of ghost face killer jokes, but I, I feel like the, they did the right thing with the yellow. It looks great. Yeah. Oh, what, what color is the next one going to be? Can't say. I, no, I literally can't say. I have no idea. I'm kind of hoping for green. Green's my favorite color. So. I was thinking green. Green or blue. We don't know. We don't have a blue one yet. No. Nope. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want a blue one. I don't think it would stand out enough. I think these books do really well because they pop right off the shelves with these really bright colors, and I feel like blue would blend in a little bit. It, There's a lot of blue book it, covers. It'd around. have to be a really bright blue. It can't be like a like yeah. a primary blue. But then that wouldn't go with the primary red and the primary yellow. Honestly, I don't know. I trust. I trust Orbit to, as and when this thing comes out, to to kick to fucking smash it. They always do. Their cover designs are top notch. A nice lime green would be good. I mean, I prefer Kelly green. I for purple. Purple would also mm. be great. I mean, green is my favorite, followed closely by purple. So it's a toss up. And then yellow is next. So you already got that one. Oh, what about an orange? Ooh, orange. orange. Good. I'm going to throw orange into orange the mix. I would Especially not mind an yellow. orange cover. If you, if you look at them like next to each other as well, you've got to think, well, what's going to pop after a yellow? Because the yellow pops after the yeah. red. And the red oh, yeah. You've got to think of them kind of in order, don't you? And see, but Black, mm-hmm. white, red, yellow. But then... I like orange, yeah. I don't know. Does it need to go orange or does it need to go blue? Because then you've got, you've got your primary colors and then black and white, which make all of the colors. You've got to think about the Sunset Palette. Or <laughs> Roy G. Biv. Sunset Palette. Hmm. You've got a nice Oof, rainbow. I don't know. I don't know. I can't wait to. See, I can't wait to see what it is. I have no. I have no say in it at all. Should predict now. We'll see you when yes, it's out. This is a all fun. Right, and who's the and winner? Whoever wins gets a prize. Okay, I know it probably yes. won't be purple because I think orange is more likely. I'm gonna go with like a bright neon orange. I like. I like that suggestion, Claire. That's a good one. Well, if you're going orange, I'm going lime green. All right. Okay. Matt, are you sticking with blue? Yeah, I'll stick with blue. I feel like it needs to be blue, but like a bright blue. It's not going to be dark. It's going to be a bright blue. Frost Files sequel sweepstakes are open. <laughs> you win- The winner gets a lovable asshole t-shirt. Hooray! <laughs> In the color of the yes! book. Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I, I was happy that this one was yellow for another reason because I have a fantastic bright yellow hoodie oh, nice. and I was just like that's perfect my photo my author photos are sorted unboxing video sorted I love it 
<laughs> do you know what I did the other day? I started going in ready for when the next book comes out and you do another competition to get a, a, a scribbled on book, which I am still... Ugh, I know, me win. too. I, I, I've Sorry, guys, gone it's... in and I have a document now ready to go with all of my hyperlinks in. Just oh man! Because I'm terrible at remembering to enter competition. I am terrible, and I will literally at five to the hour go. Shit! The entry needs to be in at midnight. Is it what he said? Midnight? But is it GMT? Is it whatever time zone he's currently in? Oh my god! <laughs> five to the hour. Send the email. Send the email. You you were entered in this one. Be cool. You were entered. I'm I'm sorry your name didn't get picked. This is a massively popular competition. Like. It generates, every time I run this, it generates hundreds of entries, which is fucking awesome. Um, and I love the passion that people show for the, the series. And they're just like, their eagerness to just like review it everywhere and talk about it. That's incredible. But I can only pick one person. And I do pick it randomly. Like I use a random number generator. It's all documented. It's on Instagram Live. See, Sorry. I feel like it just, that's fine. That's it, perfectly fine. I'm just being It wouldn't be yeah. fair if it was us. Claire, if it was either one of us, because then we would... I mean, I would beg to differ on that. No, I don't think it would be fair. We've been invested in this for too long. We're too close. You you know what? If it wasn't such a a pain in the ass to actually sit down and annotate the book with my crappy-ass handwriting, I'd probably just do you guys a pair. (laughs) But sorry, these are one of a kind. Yeah, that's... I'm I'm only doing this shit once a year. (laughs) Until you do face-to-face signings and I will literally shove every single one of my books in your face and go, I'm here until you just destroy these. And, you know, nicely. But, yeah. you just- I was I was bummed. I, I, almost, I almost was coming to, um, to FantasyCon in, in Cheshire this year. I have no, um, no clue where that's, if that's close to where you are. But it's, it's like, I have to be in the UK in August because my sister is having a kid. I'm going to be an uncle. I want to be there for her. Oh, um, yay, congratulations. Yep. Um, it's a boy, so they can't call it. They can't call it Tegan, which makes me a bit sad. Um, but yeah, I was I was I was hoping to come to that, but it's just that the dates are wrong; they don't work. But I want to start doing American cons again next year. Nice. Yeah. Cons are always fun. Do you have any cons in Arkansas that I can come oh, to? Oh yeah. 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 There's actually one this weekend in the county that I live in. So yeah. Hmm. All right then. See if I can't swing by that one next year. That'd be fun. Or we'll just make you come to the library that too the director was serious about paying for you to come just so you know I'm, it's a thing it's real. i am there it's real I'm absolutely there 100 <laughs> percent. I, I i clearly i clearly have readers in that part of the world so this is a good trip let's do it i have you know what has, has weirdly surprised me about the frost files audience is how many of them are from kind of not the midwest necessarily but the middle of america like I've got a lot of readers from Iowa, fair number from Arkansas. Um, there are people from Tennessee. There's like, it's got this weirdly big fan base outside of the big cities, which I would never have seen coming. It's great. Well, it's because we want it to happen. But now they're traveling to Wyoming. So. Yeah. It's going to be in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. They have, <laughs> yeah, I can do to a book tour in Wyoming. There's a whole, there's a lot of shit that happens in Wyoming in the next book. Oh, I'm so reasons. excited. Yeah, first what time out of LA. Is it that they say Wyoming's not a real state? It's not real. It's not a real place. It's just made up. It doesn't feel like a real place. I've been there. It doesn't feel real. Did you go there to you know scout locations? No, I went there. Uh, geez, 
2011, 2012. It was a while ago. Hmm. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't been to Wyoming since the book started coming out. But then, to be fair, most of the time has been during the pandemic. Otherwise, yeah. yes, I would have gone to Wyoming to scout locations. Yeah. And you know, they, COVID, have, they have been out of LA because they were oh, like once they were in the Pacific Northwest. They went oh, to hey. that Five restaurant. Minutes. That I got they, they irrationally go, mad they about. To, they didn't go to a restaurant. The restaurant was recommended. Yeah, they didn't fine. actually okay, go to the okay, restaurant. Fine, yeah. fine. Hey, you like you like Burr's Redemption arc? I'm going to make you love Matthew next. No, mm-mm. Fuck that kid. Throw him off a helicopter. <laughs> Watch me. Nope. Watch me. Challenge accepted. Nope. He's going to become lovable. Nope. nope. <laughs> Fuck that little shit. Nope. Not doing it. We'll see. I'm, so torn. I'm still conflicted. I still look at my own son and go, <sighs> "Nah, nah." Hey, Claire, I'm sure your son is completely lovable. Notice how I didn't oh, put the asshole is. on the end of that. I'm sure he's lovable. <laughs> he's not a he's Matthew. He's a lovable at all. asshole. He is. He's not an asshole. Um, <laughs> she has to say that. She has to say that out loud. Yeah. Oh no! Don't get me wrong. I might be a parent, and he is, you know, the apple of my eye, and I adore him in every way, shape, or form. But he can do wrong, you know. Yes. I he's is, he is not flawless. I know. You, you talk about Pokemon, and he's going to talk your ear off. <laughs> you better be asleep right now, because I did go and check, and he was still freaking awake, um, not long ago. So yeah, but I know, and I, I am not, you know, the 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 kind of parent who can't see their kids' flaws. It still just freaked me out that when I was reading the book, his obsession was with um natural disasters, and he was obsessed with this natural disasters book and kept giving me all these earthquake and volcano facts <laughs> and about the ring of fire and did you know this is in the pacific northwest i'm thinking this is too real this is too You're like real. yes i <laughs> did know ask me how i knew <laughs> i just learned it tell me more <laughs> well i'm sure your son doesn't actually want to destroy the entire western seaboard or does he no no can i throw him he off the helicopter participate in no, he did actively participate in some. Uh, when I was telling him about the the bat, the, I said the, the villain in this book is a child called Matthew, and described. He's mm. like, that's like me, mummy. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, is then, he though? <laughs> is he though? And we did. I did take the book to the beach to take some pictures of it, and he was like, "Can I be in the pictures?" So it is his hand in the pictures, and you know, I do have some. Um, ones we didn't put in with him blurred in the back. You can't see his face, but yeah. he is an active participant. So there is a genuine Matthew in the um in the book pictures. Chef's kiss. Mwah. Yes. I love it. No, throw him off the helicopter. Yes. <laughs> kill, kill him with the helicopter and or the chandelier. No my look or he'd be thrown off the helicopter and go, ha, look mommy, I can fly. Yep. Oh, no, only Tegan. <laughs> I do want Annie or somebody to buy Tegan as a joke, like a Supergirl outfit, just 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 for shits and giggles. Or That's a like terrific a idea. I'm a, I'm gonna make it happen. We making that happen. Just out of just to see it in the gift shop. There you go. And she's like, <laughs> really? But puts it like, on and see fuck you, Annie. It. Seriously, fuck you. And also, this is awesome. But and fuck then you. she puts the cape on and she's like, okay. Yeah. And she, like yeah. Oh, oh, it gets to a point where she's got it on underneath her t-shirt, her shirt. And it gets to a point where the t-shirt, the, the shirt rips. No, and you just but see she doesn't, she rips it with her mind. And she just explodes out of it. That's what's happening. I'd be, I'd be sued. I'd be absolutely sued straight up. <laughs> DC would just be like, nah, dog. 
Can't do that. <laughs> it would make for a really Fine. good cosplay. She just gets though. gifted the t-shirt by Annie. Yeah, no, she. I think she. She needs a cape. She needs a cape. We're gonna have a. We're gonna have a scene where they give her a cape. She needs a cape. It needs to happen. <laughs> oh my god! And then I during the road trip, they're gonna go with all those American like um, gonna... things where it's like the world's biggest ball yes. of yarn and yep. stuff, and they're gonna be like, "Can you fly over that?" And she's just gonna. Be bounding all over these ridiculous monuments. You know, Jacob and I actually just talked about going to see the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota the, from the Weird Al song because we just saw Weird Al a couple of weeks ago and now we've just been singing Weird Al songs and we talked about road tripping to actually go and see it and now I want to even more wearing a cape. <laughs> you, you have the best country for road tripping, by the way. Road tripping in America is amazing yeah it's so fun because there's mm. just random shit everywhere yep flying through the air even. to get anywhere it does <laughs> i'm sad that when we moved back from seattle that we didn't get to spend more time on the road but did you, did you drive all the way yeah. i put more miles on my mini cooper in that drive than i did the entire time that we lived in seattle Yep, that tracks. <laughs> I didn't drive at all for three years, like maybe a hundred miles a year, and then there's three thousand. Yep, Jesus, your Jesus, your country is enormous. Driven today. Yes. <laughs> What's that? She sent me a text once saying, "I actually drove today." I was like, "Oh, oh yes." Yeah. Now it's every single day. But I- I did FaceTime you once, and you were on the bus dressed as a cat. <laughs> Sounds about right. So, so does a normal Tuesday for Amanda. <laughs> it was a yeah, day. yeah, it was a day ending in Y. <laughs> oh, I wish I had more time to cosplay. I don't get to do it very much anymore, and it makes me sad. Do you? Makes the rest of us sad too, because you're bloody good at it. Thank you. Makes me very sad. I'm really excited for this one though, because I am going to do it. Because I cool. can't not be Tegan. I'm excited to see what you come up with, too. The last one raised the bar <laughs> in just a fantastic way. <laughs> Being covered in the... powdered sugar. Was that what it was? It was powdered sugar. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was mad. It was really great, though. Because... Should have just owned it. No, it could have been because you got, you can like... one out of the library these days. <laughs> you... you, you... To, to anyone who's listening, go and go and look up Amanda's last Tegan Frost cosplay because she has Tegan high on meth and she's just got these like crazy <laughs> eyes. <laughs> just perfect. Oh, that was so fun. We were standing in that like disused lot across the street and I I stood there. Like I put my arms out and I was standing there with the crazy eyes and then I told Jacob, just do it. And he threw a handful of powdered sugar in my face and then took the picture. It was a good time. <laughs> and and you had on an exhibit restless tank top. But the inner rap nerd in me just went like, fuck yes! Look, if you, no one will get that but me, but fuck yes! If you describe it in the book, it's going yep. to happen. Quite how you're going to do Tegan falling out of a helicopter, I don't know, but I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> No, it's gonna be good. It's gonna it's I'm gonna sure. put some of my other cosplay talents, you know, on display. I'm so honored, by the way, that you you do choose to to cosplay this character. 
um, that's I've had fan art done before. I've had fan fiction done before. Those are amazing, but cosplay is a whole nother level, um, and it just makes me so fucking happy when you do it. Thank you. I really enjoy it. Really, really enjoy it, especially after the first one. And you were like, oh, no one's ever done this before. I'm like, oh, now I have to, oh, to do it every time. Because <laughs> that's what I do. We just need somebody to join our Patreon so we can do a shout-out video with Tegan. No, because, no. I mean, that would be great. But then I feel like, you remember when <laughs> when we made our rap video. <laughs> no, that, never, that is not allowed to be spoken about ever again. <laughs> It never happens. <laughs> the internet might be forever, but oh. no. Oh, yes. I will find it. I will find it again. I know it's on YouTube. I'm going to spread that shit far and wide. You were so good, Claire. I enjoyed that Nando's that night so much. <laughs> oh, man. They accidentally gave me extra chicken. Aww. Oh, no. Poor baby. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Sucks to be me. Oh, man. Um. So... I got to ask another question, even though I know you're not going to be able to answer it, because Alan at the library will be mad at me if I don't. I? He really, really needs to know when Tegan is going to have an orgasm. He needs to know it's the only thing that he's ever wanted. It's the only thing that I've ever wanted. <laughs> uh, look, I think given that Nick and Tegan are on the road together, um, now at the moment... And they are, in theory, no longer bound by the laws of China shop. Or the walls of China mm. shop. Or the walls, exactly. And also, she's got such a greater grasp of her powers now. Yes. I, I hope that she'd be able to, like, not wreck whatever room she's in. And, like, Tegan and Nick have not had sex yet. And I want to take that relationship to the next stage. I think it's inevitable. A lot of motel rooms on the road. Yeah. A lot of open, wide spaces. Exactly. With little things, few few things to throw no, around. Look. Yeah. <gasps> and I write, be I write better off. sex scenes now than I did when I started. She's, she's going to fly off. They're going to <laughs> fly off into space together. <laughs> Nick's hanging on like, what the fuck? <laughs> don't drop me. Don't drop me. Don't drop me. <laughs> she's going to be like in the latest Spider-Man movie when Zendaya is swinging with Peter Parker. <laughs> and she's just screaming. <laughs> That sounds great. <laughs> All you, of these are you, gifts to you, sir. Oh, you the, the ideas are just coming quick and fast. Right. You can tell you can tell your, your colleague Alan that not only is Tegan having an orgasm, but Tegan <laughs> is taking Nick for a ride. He's gonna be so happy. Both of them butt naked <laughs> upper stratosphere. Let's go. <laughs> It's perfect. Oh my god. I I think I, I think I have to. You have to. <laughs> what, what can you imagine? They're in a room, like a hotel room, and she's just slamming them against the ceiling and he's like, stop and he's like, I can't You're too good, I can't <laughs> Oh my god. It's happening. It has to. I'm gonna send this to. I'm gonna send this. I'm gonna send this manuscript to my editor. My editor's gonna like call me, not even email me, just call me, and she's just gonna be like, "Dude, what the hell? This is what the fans demand. We're demanding this. 
It needs to happen. Uh, sky's the limit <laughs> with this type of stuff. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't even, I haven't even made a mile high club joke yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh. oh. So good. Multiple chefs. So this good. Is just, it's so good. It's too good. It's too good. The orgasm to end orgasm is coming, Alan. <laughs> hold tight. No, really, hold tight. Stop saying coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, damn. It's good. Oh, my God. It's a good time. Oh, <sighs> oh man. <sighs> Do you put, like, explicit warnings <laughs> on your podcast, like 18 only? <laughs> might have to this time. <laughs> Oh my I'm, god. I'm gonna get a text of my mother again. <laughs> just tell yep. her to skip this one. <laughs> no! It's so good! good it's so this good. is a good one! This <laughs> is where it gets really good. <laughs> I just pre warned her that there's gonna be swears. It's made of swears. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, can you imagine <sighs> if they're staying in like a hotel? And one of, like, maybe, like, Annie is in the room above theirs. <laughs> and Annie's just, the floor is going, doof, doof, like, comes out and we're like, what the hell were you two doing? I hope she's got earphones on and the song that she's listening to just seems to kind of go with the rhythm. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the song's yeah, over. And she's like, oh, wait That's not the song. She's like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> Dude, you earned that Supergirl t shirt. Yep. <laughs> Oh, it's terrible and fantastic. Oh, okay. I'll make it happen. Some, ver- some version of that. Some version of that has to happen. It's too good. It's too good. I can't wait for the next one now. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't before, but this is just... Yes. When it's in its lovely lime green cover. It's coming. I don't know when, because the publisher hasn't picked it up again yet, but it's coming. Hold tight. You can't say that anymore. I mean, books are I'm riding this shit until the wheels fall off. That's how many I'm planning. That's wonderful. It's great. We just need to make sure we're going through the rainbow. And stop saying that it's coming. (laughs) Hang on tight. It's coming. Like, you said it like six times. You can't say it anymore. It has a whole new meaning. Challenge accepted. You know, I've got to catch up to whoever's been on Fictional Hangover more than me. It's can't true. have that. Can't have that <laughs> you shit. Can't. No. Oh man. Oh, I, oh I, my I god! You made my stomach hurt. <laughs> How can you top that? There is no topping it. There is you bottoming love Nick it. When he though. screams like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. It's just you, you know when they like you have those diners that are like attached to the motels. You can have Reggie, you can have Annie in Africa sitting there and they're all drinking coffee and then Tegan's going to walk in looking extremely smug. Yep. Nick's going to walk in looking slightly sore. <laughs> yep. And they're just going to just quietly be sipping coffee and Tegan's like what? And like <laughs> Slurp. What? Slurp. Judge. Slurp. Slurp. Judgy stare. Judgy stare. 
Look, she deserves <laughs> oh, it, okay? She's so... She God, she deserves it. it. No one has <laughs> needed an orgasm more than Tegan, other than perhaps Moira Tanner. I don't think that I don't would think work it would with help. Moira. Mm-mm. Nope. No. I mean, you cannot tell me that Moira does not have a bottom drawer full of electronic devices. She probably does. She probably does. And I'm guessing none of them have been used in a few years. No, no. I and I can expect. I, I kind of expect as well that she's kind of been into some S and M type dominatrix stuff. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. But she's too good at it. Like, it 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 borderlines into too professional, and which is where our management style comes in. Yeah, exactly. Moira's Moira would be fascinating to to write about, except for the fact that most of her chapters would be boring as shit. Oh God, yeah. She'll never get you know, a POV you open chapter. The wardrobe, it's just all grey suits. Yep, all grey suits. With massive shoulder pads in as well, like stuff from the nineties. No, I feel like she's got style. Oh no, oh, she's yeah. got shoulder pads. No, no shoulder pads. Amanda's right. She, I mean, she's not a relic from like the nineteen eighties. <laughs> she doesn't want to like take things back the... to the fucking Reagan era. <laughs> no, she likes that Sharon Stone style nineties silhouette. No, 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 Mo- Moira. Moira appreciates a few things. One of them is silent movies. The other is really, really good suits. I bet she's got a very expensive lingerie then. You know, she it's if it's not a $300 bra from some kind of boutique, then she's not going to wear it. Underneath all of that straight lace stuff, there's going to be, you know, a sex kitten that never, ever, ever sees the light I feel like she doesn't have that no. in her. She's too straight laced no, for she that. Doesn't. She doesn't have that in her. She... She, she, she'll she have time for it later when she's retired. She doesn't have time for it now. She's too busy and important. Oh, my God. She's going to, like, rock Florida or something. She, she couldn't. Moves down. She couldn't do it. Listen, Moira Tanner lies awake at 3 a.m. on her phone answering emails. Uh, That's the kind of life Moira yeah, Tanner leads. It's not a good life. She's not a, <laughs> she's, she's not a very fulfilled person. Mm-hmm. And she never will be. No. She needs to eat cake. She needs, some, she needs a damn good she's not cake. not going to eat cake. And not just no... Mm-hmm. She needs to smoke some fucking weed. That's what she needs to do. <laughs> One trip to Amsterdam will sort that shit out. Well, China Shop may go international at some point, so why not? Exactly. Oh, my God. Imagine Tegan in Amsterdam. Oh, Chaos. my God. Uh, oh, look! Get any work done. Brownies! I love brownies! <laughs> yep. She wouldn't get a bit of work done. No. <laughs> But she would still accidentally. And Reggie just wants to go to the Anne Frank Museum. What? And it, I missed all Reggie of that. Want, Reggie will want to go to see the Anne I Frank Museum. I thought you Museum. said Tegan yeah. would just want to do that. Like, no, she wouldn't. No, but no, she would no, be but, like, fuck no. Oh. But then Reggie drags Tegan along for some culture. Yes. And she's like, absolutely off her tits on brownies. That she's is not a good. I, I, the Anne Frank <sighs> Museum is not <clears throat> a good place <clears throat> to be high out of your mind. No. Have you been to Amsterdam? <laughs> yeah, I have. I have been to Amsterdam. I have been higher in Amsterdam, higher than I've ever been in my entire life. I was so high I blacked out. But you know where I did not get high? <laughs> Anne Frank Museum. Because no, <laughs> why would you? Do, do you understand the metric fuck ton of backlash I would get if I had a character high off their tits at the Anne Frank Museum? We're just not doing that. You want to Jesus! It. You just have to know what happened. No. That's how I be. That's how I become the Twitter main character for the day, and just get ratio. That's how that happens. You would never do that. 
no, I wouldn't. No, we're we're not we're not doing that. I'm 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 not in. Especially since I'm Jewish, I'm not in here to to disrespect that. No, I'll just have to even get high. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing wrong with getting high in Amsterdam. Just don't black out. Very strange. Very strange experience. <laughs> I'm gonna quickly look at the ferries over to Amsterdam. I hear about a disturbance at the Anne Frank Museum. Be like, ah, okay, that's where she went. That's where she went. When the next, you know, two months of episodes are just me by myself, it's because Claire yep. was arrested at the Anne Frank Museum. Once again, Claire will not be no, joining us. She is currently in a Dutch <laughs> prison. I can't anymore because I need passports and visas to go to the EU. I can't just travel <sighs> normally now. Yeah. Grumble about politics. Blah, we just blah, got blah. our passports yeah, updated, yeah. so I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Uh, I need to get a new one. Mine's going to be blue. That's something else we do at the library, by the way. Passports. You're joking. No. What, loan them out to people? <laughs> Your library is amazing. So Extradition no, you can't countries. check out a passport, but you can get your passport made. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Hand the shovel in, check out, <laughs> check out passport. a passport, and oh man, it never gets brought back. Damn it, we lost another. Passport. I wonder why. Oh hey, when you're God. in Mexico and you, you know you've got your millions of dollars after the you know the insurance clause has mm-hmm. come through from the shovel case, you, you might you know. Pay for Stanford. That would be back. really kind. Oh, late fees. Do you have late fees? No. Oh well, there you go. As That's long fine. as it comes back, we don't care. I can't believe you do passport renewal at your library. I'm trying to renew my British passport now, and it's a clusterfuck. Well, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Just come on over. Cool. Come to Arkansas. Renew your British passport. Sure. <laughs> I mean, we do passport <laughs> renewals. You know, it'll be fine. It's fine. Well, you can deal with British bureaucracy. Save me the trouble. No, look, we'll just help you fill out the form and make sure you do everything correctly. And then take your picture. Cool. In theory, you can go to the post office no, and do see, that. No, see, look, then... we have a beef with the post office, my library. Because oh, yes? they, in theory, do passports, but they send them all to the library and they're like, yeah, just walk in, they'll do it. And we're like, no, you have to have an appointment because it takes a long time. And they're yeah, passports are paying so us. So many people come in pissed off at the post office and then they take it out on us. Like, we don't have anything to do with it. We'll help you. We'll try. But, oh my God, post office, stop sending people over here. Do like you, you have Anchorman style rumbles? Yes. Hooray! I will you see, I went someone to the... with my microphone wire. Now that's... See, that I went to I went to the singer. post office to do the put to do the whole passport thing, and they're like, "Yeah, we're going to charge you twenty quid, and we can't guarantee that what we're doing is correct." I'm like, "No," <sighs> and then walk down. Mm. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, my renewals were done perfectly. I got I got my passport back in five weeks. It's perfect. Thanks, library. Good job. Except they didn't really do anything because it was a renewal, and I did it all myself. But still. So, good, still, good, good job, job library. library. Have a cookie. Yeah, have a brownie. 
No, look, you can you can check out from the library um like cake pans and like cookie tins and stuff too. We've got those. We do not have that here. That would be incredibly useful. Yeah. I know some places that do something like that, but they usually it's usually attached to a commercial business, not in the no, library. Not in the library. There's a we went to a whiskey library in Seattle one time. They they did How not they did not you don't they didn't ask for returns for very obvious reasons, but it was pretty cool. How does a whiskey library work? It's about a thousand whiskeys in one place, and you have a drink. That's just a bar. <laughs> yes, it's just a look. Just roll with it, okay? Stop thinking so hard about it. I'm trying to look at the logic because I'm go. like, oh well, I've done that. I went to the whiskey experience. I, I go to the whiskey experience in Edinburgh quite regularly. Go, go have some brownies or something. Chill out. Go to the Anne Frank Museum. Not whiskey. Whiskey makes me crazy. <laughs> the places this podcast takes me to. So many places. <laughs> you just never it's know. We start off very serious discussion about books, and by the end, we're having sex, it naked, rocketing through the stratmosphere, screaming our heads off, and then getting high in the Anne Frank Museum. Hey, we started off with Chekhov chandelier and porn rooms. <laughs> we did. That's, that's true. not we did. highbrow. We did. No, that's true. And in all fairness, and in, in defence of me and Amanda, it's your doing because it's your fault. It's very true. That it's is inarguable. All your fault. You're welcome. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I Anywho. feel like how long we've been doing this for almost two hours. We should probably let you. Go. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got to go. I've got to go in a minute anyway. But no I rush. I think that your episodes are the longest and the biggest pain in the ass to edit. I bet. No. She, oh, she doesn't edit anymore. She lets me do. I do. <laughs> I let that one a couple of weeks ago go. Arcane, re- arcane reciprocity. I'm so proud you only messed up once instead of 80 times like you did in that one episode. I literally, what? you can ask Colin, I have been practicing how to say that. Arcane reciprocity. Yes. She couldn't say yes. it. Yes. Okay. She couldn't say it. And I had fangs in no, as well. No, you can't blame the fangs. I'm blaming, I'm the, 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 the fangs are in some part no. culpable. You should be used to them by but now. But yes. Literally three o'clock in the morning when I was awake, I was awake playing like bloody ticket to ride and stuff on the i on the iPad when I was on holiday. Why do wake at three o'clock in the morning going, Arcane reciprocity. Yes, win that game. Arcane reciprocity. Literally at three o'clock in the goddamn morning. Never let anyone say you aren't dedicated to this shit. I was very tired the next day. I bet. <laughs> I don't I woke up and I could I, I literally snapped the thing is if, you know when you're very very tired and you go to bed and it's a reasonable hour and you think I'm going to have a good full night's sleep but then you actually only get about three nights sleep but it's really good sleep and then you snap awake and you're like well I'm not going back anytime soon yep. and because I was in a hotel room and I had a sleeping husband on one side and a sleeping child on the other which we've already established could destroy the world didn't want to wake them up, so I just got the iPad out because I had physical books. One of them being um, shitload of crazy power, and no, didn't want to put the light on to disturb anybody. I was just playing app versions of tabletop games on the iPad, going arcane reciprocity. See, I can't see it. I had a full-on conversation. With Were you, you mad at me? You Were you mad me. at me? 
No, I was just laughing at myself. You're mad because I'm... And going, I bet so many people are laughing at my intentions of being able to say an arcane reciprocity. You got it now, though. And I'm just forever saying yeah. arcane you reciprocity. Because I'm not going to You're going to wake I'm up at three in the, the, the morning tonight and just sit bolt upright and scream, arcane reciprocity! Your husband's going to be like, what the hell, man? Oh, he knows. He knows. And laughs and mocks. Oh, my God. Okay. My God. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's the end of this oh, chat. And I might edit that part out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, man. Okay. Well, thanks, as always, for joining us again. Thank you, thank you guys, just for the amazing support you give me and the series and for your enthusiasm. Um, I, I love coming on the show with you. It's a fucking highlight for me every time I release a book. So thank you. This is brilliant. You know, you can just come back without oh, having released a book too. Yeah, but I feel bad though, because you've got so many other authors who deserve a little bit of that thick hang shine. <laughs> just come back for Would You Rather, play play the game for 20 minutes and bugger off. It's fine. And we'll sure class you it. could do that. <laughs> Yeah. I might just, I might just, but then you know it'll devolve into like a three-hour long just bullshit exercise. There's nothing wrong with that. We're not taking responsibility for that. And also, I mean, you're never going to beat Kendara Blake if you don't just start popping up randomly. That's true. I gotta, I gotta put the hours you in. Do. You know, you gotta put ten thousand hours. You gotta get your ten thousand hours of fictional hangover. You do. We do have a our, a live episode coming up, so maybe you'll have to pop in on that one, just randomly show up. I think I will. I think I'm going to have to. I think I'm going to have to come say hello. Just for like 10 minutes. You have to. Just crash it. Just, <laughs> hello. Oh, my God. Does this count? Yes, yes. it counts. It's another episode. <laughs> Hi, everyone. And the audience is like, oh, oh it's this dickhead again. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. We love you so much. We love I love you guys too. Okay. Get out of here. Come back. We'll let you know when our live is so you can crash it. No doubt. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Love Bye. Bye. So that's it for this bonus episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. And I'm still goo. I'm Claire. Join us next time. As we discuss our vampire book club pick, Definitely Dead by Charlene Harris. Make sure you join our Patreon. Any tier of our Patreon, you could even give us $1 a month to watch that video before the episode is released so you can join us in Vampire Book Club. We have a lot of fun talking it's about amazing. these books in Vampire Book Club. Shout out to our book fangers. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise and become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com, follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover, 
find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictional hangover and on Twitter at fictional hangover no ER. If you'd like this episode, check out our others and rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for our music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>